Hello, and welcome to Deep Perception Podcast. I am your host, Patience, and joining me today is my blood sister, Roxana. And when I say blood, it is not through our parents that we are related, but through a mystery. She goes deep into the question many people, even academics, are asking. Why is there rhesus-negative blood types, and what does it mean? Her perception of this answer is one of a kind and the definition of deep thinking. Good to be talking to you, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Patience. I am um, really... I'm happy to be here today and to speak with you on, on my perception and what I've learned throughout the years and with my studies. So do you want to go ahead and just start by uh, kind of giving us a background of who you are and what led you up to the point of um, starting to research this topic and all your findings? Uh, yes, I honestly, I've always felt different from my peers. I've always kind of struggled with fitting in from an early age. and. I mean, to the point where I would have dreams about where I, I would actually chose to come to earth. And um, I guess that's kind of where it started from an early age. One of the earliest dreams I can remember is entering a room with celestial guardians. And then, you know, we're talking back and forth and they're like, well, where do you want to go next in your next life? And I said, well, I want it to be challenging this time. I'd prefer to start off poor. And they looked down and they expand this holographic map and they're like, what about here? And I looked down and I started laughing. I said, I don't want to be that poor. I want to be comfortable <laughs> poor. I don't want it to be that challenging. And everybody starts <laughs> laughing and they're like, okay. And they rearrange the map and they're like, what about here? And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's good with me. And I, uh, I walked to the edge of the room and I said, I'll see you on the other side. And I just stepped off and descended to earth. And uh, this was a dream that I had a lot growing up that I that I would express to my mom and I would tell her about it. And I guess that's really where where it all started from a young age is not being able to connect with people. And that weird dream that gave me a sense of I didn't belong here. I wasn't from here. I, I can only imagine that would be so surreal. And I'm sure that the dream was so vivid that it stuck till today definitely so definitely so it was one that i would have like i said is one of my earliest childhood memories of of my dreams and it continue i continued to have it into my teen years and my early adult years i haven't had it in a while but i think that's because i have more of a deeper understanding of it now right the message was sent you know and you received it so yeah you don't need to have it anymore that's how i look at it i i dream so vividly a lot that I think dreams are something that most people just cannot understand completely. Like they're so deep and reoccurring dreams even more so is a very interesting phenomenon. And I think that that was definitely a message to you. And I think that it would make me feel like, why am I here? You know, like, why did I choose this? But um, it's really cool that there was humor involved. Whatever's on the other side of that must still be humanish if we can make jokes, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely so. Definitely so. I mean, and just that that in yourself, like, you know, like you like you said, like what am why am I here? How did I get here? These questions. And I feel like I have been given a really good grasp on that question and that answer to that question. But yeah, I'm looking really forward to speaking to you about that. I uh I discovered that I was RH negative um, in my early 20s, and I had a miscarriage um, in my early 20s, and that's the first time I was given the Rogram shot, and I did a lot of research and study from there, from that point, 
discovering new things. And, and also, you know, the science behind it is relatively new as well. I mean, this is something that they've been developing and researching within the last few decades. So it's still relatively n- new to us as well and understanding it. Yeah, I think that it was just discovered um, first through a monkey, right? That's why it's called rhesus negative is because the monkey was a rhesus monkey or something like that. Yes, that is. And that was just in like the 1930s or something. I just Googled it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Google is definitely a great resource. I did did a lot of Googling. I mean, that's the power of like back then, uh, you know, when I was a little girl, we didn't have Google. You know, I couldn't. You couldn't really right. <laughs> do things. Uh, so I guess that's really one of the, the things that really uh, resonates with me is the fact that I always had an understanding of things without ever being introduced to them. Prior. Yeah, absolutely. That makes it so genuine and even more so to me, like believable because it's, you know, how do children so intuitively feel things like this? And, you know, what what makes you as a child have this dream and think that it's anything more than just a dream, you know, our parents always tell us our dreams aren't real, you know, at least my parents did, and most parents do. Yeah, no, so, my- so <laughs> you knew, you knew that it was more than that. How old were you, do you think, when you first had it? Uh, we were living overseas in Panama, so I would have been about five. I would have been, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's but really young. Just, I really do remember it, and I resonate with it, and I remember telling my parents about it, and it reoccurring and coming back over the years, which is interesting. And, you know, and everything I learned about myself up to this point, and all the studies behind it, and now we have statistics, and we have the science, and there is a plethora of information out there for anybody that really wants to dive into it and study it more. I guess for just a general overview, there are four blood groups. There is the A, B, B, A, and O. And those branches, uh, there are two branches off of those blood types. So you're either Rh positive or Rh negative. The majority of the world is Rh positive. The minority are the Rh negatives. And that's really what we're going to dive into and talk about today. Yeah, I think it's only, what, 15% of the world? Yeah, of the entire world is statistics that we have at this point. Um, It'd be interesting to see, you know, as if this gains popularity of more people test their blood types to just inform themselves if, you know, how those statistics may change. Yeah, Uh, I think they would go down. I think we've talked about that. And I think Jimmy Jones agreed, didn't he? He estimated it to be more like 7%. Yeah, if, if we actually knew the real statistics. Right. But I, I, you know, I'm really excited. And it's just so funny that my journey led me here to you today to be able to introduce this theory over a fox. I didn't get the chance <laughs> to do this. I, I know, right? Over a fox. And the funny thing about that is a fox has always been one of my totem animals that throughout oh, my wow. Yeah, and in my house, we have like fox statues. Uh, My family has always referred to me as Foxanne. Um, So it's it's really funny that that, right, like you posted about this fox that was, you know, strangely comfortable with being in the presence of you and your family. I was like, you should look up the medicine card for it. And here we are. So that's funny. It's funny that that animal wasn't only, only just speaking to you, but it led us together as well. And it's always been a totem in my life. It's a really cool story. And, you know, I think that 
it was, you know, significant. Like, like I said before, there are no coincidences. And I knew that there was something about that fox. Like when I first saw it, it just felt like a spiritual meaning, but I try not to go to like woo woo on stuff. So I just kind mm-hmm. of ignored it the first time. But then the second time when he was like being super chill and, you know, it's not you know likely for a fox to be so comfortable. I was like, this mm-hmm. is cool. You know, like, all right, it's just because I'm connecting with nature and stuff. And then you had me look that up and I was like, that is so spot on and relevant to like a message that I would need. And then that wasn't even the whole point. The whole point was this. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's, that's what's really great about you being so open to the universe. And another thing about people with RH negative blood is we like facts. We really like facts. We're open-minded, but we like facts because, Absolutely. We, you know, we are really like on the devil's advocate of things. Like, we try to see things from different points of view. So concrete evidence really resonates with us, but we also have the openness to have creative minds. So I guess let's start there. We connected with the Fox and we, you know, it's really relevant to our story about how we started our conversations and our like-mindedness that led us to this point where I was talking to you about a theory that I always had. And the strange part to that is, I have never spoken this theory out loud. And the first time I ever told anybody was when I told you, like it was always just this innate feeling that this is how it is. And this is, you know, it's been my understanding since I've, you know, discovered my bloodline and I've researched the bloodline. So I just felt so comfortable. There was like this voice that was like, tell her, tell her. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell her. You know, I was like, she's going to think I'm crazy. Like she's going to like hand me my tinfoil hat and be like, oh, okay, here you go. Um, But you weren't, you were very receptive of it. And now we know why. Yeah, I was all about that. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Which I, you know, I resonated with it. And I've heard, I mean, I've listened to probably 10,000 hours of podcasts like for the last like three years it's all I do is listen to podcasts and my headphones almost like constantly um heard a lot about the negative blood type and I've always been super intrigued and I never actually knew my blood type I speculated that it was negative because of my experience with the rogam shot but I wasn't like sure and it wasn't until you were telling me about this theory that I was like okay I have to know who I am like which one I am so I, I literally dug through, like, I had to find, like, old email address and figure out how to get into my, my, my chart that I used years ago. And so it was like a hassle. And then I figured out I was egg negative And I'm just like, whoa, right. <laughs> it was just really cool. Right. I mean, just the cold chills that we both got in that moment. I mean, it just, it was such an, an incredible discovery for you to come across. I mean, the A negative in America only makes up 6% of the American population. That's an extremely rare blood type. Yeah. And just being subjective, like what are the odds that the, like the person you chose to like be open with this information or just like kind of talk about your theory for the first time out loud happened to be somebody with a negative blood type? Right. And, and right. Like, what are the odds? Like 15%? <laughs> exactly it's literally like 15 percent you know uh, and then it's 15 percent of the world that you would have been a negative blood type and then even a smaller amount is the fact that you were a negative which is six percent right and then all the people you know just you know right. through facebook it even goes down to like two percent 
if even. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, 2.5. It's like 2.5. There was a 2.5% chance of me speaking with you in the world that you have <laughs> one type. And I'm, and then honestly, the whole entire time I'm telling you this theory, I'm like, <laughs> I really hope she's a negative blood type. I was hoping to, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be one of the special ones. <laughs> not that, not, yeah, and, and, you know, and that right there, like, it does give you a sense of, like, you're special because, you know, the one thing that scientists, you know, kind of agree with the most is that it is either evidence of an alien DNA or we are of the bloodline of Christ. Those are the two most that scientists are like, yeah. but it just makes us, it doesn't mean that we're better than the positive bloodlines. It just makes us different. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt different. So when I felt like I had an explanation, it felt really good. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a sense of belonging when you don't feel like you belong. <laughs> it's right, like, oh, yeah. these are my people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, it's like, once you, once you went through the hassle of discovering what your blood type was, it was like putting that missing puzzle piece. It was like putting that <laughs> missing puzzle piece into place and it clicking. Yes. Like this light went on for you. And I think it's really important for our story to share with the listeners that a week to the day after I had this conversation with you, with my best friend of 20 years, I had this conversation with her as well. I was telling her about my conversation with you and about like us doing this podcast and me introducing my theory. And, you know, I was just kind of really, I guess, fact checking with her to see like how people would respond. And she, she was just so curious. She's like, girl, like this is just so interesting. Like it really sounds valuable. And she goes, now I'm interested. And she hopped on her mic chart and we were talking on the phone for like two and a half hours. And the entire time she's like, she's like going through her mic chart, flipping through it, like years and years of test results. And she finally came across it. And she's like, you will not believe what I just found. And I'm like, your blood type? <laughs> she's like, yeah, but it's even weirder than that. I'm a negative two girl. Thanks right (laughs) mind blown here I am having a conversation a week apart from each other and both these women had a negative blood types the probability of that I I should have played the lottery that week okay and listen not only that like the probability of that is like insane but then you add up to the fact that you've been friends with this girl for so long and you guys have never talked about this and you chose to talk about it at this particular moment and she you know obviously sparks her curiosity which I think it's going to do for everyone everyone's going to be running to their doctor check my blood but anyway (laughs) um like the odds of it being that like your friend from 20 years you know you have this conversation she finds out her blood type at the same time like it's just it's just weird it is how it it could all happen like that you know it's like this is exactly it happens for a reason and like Mm -hmm. you said you think that that was like confirmation to you like yes you're onto it (laughs) yeah I mean it really did feel like confirmation from the universe and from the spirit guides at that moment in my life because I mean this is my best friend she knows everything about me the fact that I'd never I never felt comfortable enough with her to say that but yet a voice inside me encouraged me to like confess it to you like and then like you two linking together through your blood types that are extremely rare I mean yeah that's insane five percent of the world like, <laughs> but it just the synchronicities, as you would exactly, it just really, I was like, wow, okay, this is my sign. Here's my sign. Like, this needs to be shared. So, I guess here we are. Here we are. And, you know, uh, for some quick references, you know, 
this is how your blood types um, work in percentage. And it's both the same for whether you're positive or negative. From rarest to most common, it's A, B, B, A, O. Whether you're negative or you're positive, the most rare is the AB and the most common is the O. Difference between positive and negative is that it's the rhesus gene, as you were explaining, as we've touched on, that says that our genetics, it's like the evo evolution genetic. The Am I saying that right? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rhesus gene that says that we develop from ape-like species. Um, it's the human gene. It's what makes us human beings. Uh, okay, our, yeah, it has something to do with proteins and, and the yep. body and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you can. People are more than free to reach out to Google and find the yeah <laughs> information. Um, and then the Rh negative, we do not have that genetic. We do not share that rhesus gene that says that we originated from Homo sapiens. Um, right. Diving into this more, you know, we're. When you look at the statistics and you look at the numbers, you know, it does change from region to region. There are more cultures and ethnicities where you'll see more of one one blood type than the other blood type, which, you know, we're learning more about, especially in recent years with everybody doing like the Ancestry.com and uh, 23andMe. Another thing that is very interesting when it comes to the blood type, and I really want to make sure I say this right, because it's tricky. Let's see. Kashiyaki gata. So there is a Japanese study called Kashiyaki gata. It started in the 1916s. Uh, a Japanese doctor, Kimata Hara, published a research paper claiming that blood group is linked to one's temperament and behavior. And then the military adopted it in 1925 um, as personal being types, like they would study soldiers and they believe that it would identify their strengths and weaknesses. That's really um, interesting. Right. Well, it did. I mean, the thing that it, this doctor presented this theory in 1916, and then it didn't really gain popularity until the 80s. I mean, we could really dive in to that. And that could be like a whole nother podcast. But the basic overview is um, this study that has gone back for decades, pretty much says that certain blood types have cer certain temperaments, like um, A is like earnest and neat. O is like a leadership ability and B is passionate, creative, and AB is talented and compromise. Now, one thing that I want to notate on this before I really dive into my theory is when you look at these blood types, again, O being the most common, A being, being the rare. These personality traits need to go from A to A from O to A to B to A, to A B. The character traits go from being more of a physical nature, like tethered to this earthly plane, to being one of more spiritual. O's have sociable, right? They want to socialize with everybody. They're optimistic, popular, popularity to them. So like keeping up with the Joneses type personality, agreeable. So they like, like to network and pull in as many people as they can. Confident. They radiate confidence. You know, like they want to be those leaders. Inspired, um, ambitious, athletic. You know, like where does a huge revenue of our money go in society? <laughs> Sports. Yeah. Their negative traits are they can be arrogant, insensitive, vain, rude, intolerant. These yep, and that's the most popular. <laughs> 
Right. It is. It, it is. It makes up 43% of the world, whether you're negative or positive. Now, of course, with the negative, you know, that's, it's only 3% of the world. And with the positive, it's like 42%. So definitely. And again, this study, even though it's as old as it is, it's still based on the blood groups as a whole. So I'd really like to see if scientists and psychiatrists could really dive even deeper into this and separate the O negative traits from the O positive traits. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, you feel me. I'm sure uh, they, they have similar, but I'm sure with the positive, yeah, as we'll learn more throughout your presentation, that um, maybe the negative people are just more, uh, you know, likely to get, um, you know, through their negative traits. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely touch base back on that as well. Bringing this back to where we're at. So A, A is like patient and functional, perfectionist, conservative, creative, sensible, trustworthy, right? So it's like you see the shift where they're going less from like a concrete material characteristics to more self-aware. Yeah. And then you get to the bees and the bees are like active and optimistic and adventurous and creative and passionate and headstrong. And it's like, okay, so now it sounds like we have their heads in the cloud, right? They're dreamers. Yeah. Then you get to the AB cool, calm, calculating, rational, introverted. They don't care about making connections in this earthly realm. They don't care about who likes them and who doesn't like them. And they tend to be teachers and they tend to be influencers. And I mean, it's it's so interesting uh, because they break it down into like the professions that you should have based on, on your blood type. And the AB is artists, teachers, um, lawyers, because you can connect and argue well, because you can make people see a perspective outside of their own. Yeah. Um, calculating. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like you're in the A group, right? Guess what yeah. their, their suggestible professions are. And let me just uh, point out that uh, positive trait is patient. And that is my name. Right. <laughs> Yes, and that's the first one listed. Like when on the on the information that I have, it's the very first one is patient, and that is yes, right. See, so, please. So anyway, you were saying, but there's there's suitable professions are librarians, poets, writers, actors, performers. Like, is that not what podcasting is? Like, yes, and listen, that's so weird because I used to write poetry and I'm I'm not trying to sound egotistical at all but like like I used to have a poetry book and I shared it with I don't know 50 people at least and they've all maybe they're just being nice but I have a knack for it it's definitely part of my personality I don't do it anymore but yeah and podcasting you know wanting to write I want to write but I just don't I just don't write. <laughs> Podcasting seems funner. Guess what your number one negative trait is for type A? What? Self-conscious. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. Don't doubt yourself. You are a good <laughs> writer. You know, like, be confident. Like, you know what you're doing. You. I know, <laughs> and I know about law of attraction. And if you believe it, it's true and yada yada. But it's hard. <laughs> Right. And that's one of the, that's the number one negative trait listed for A personalities is self-conscious. Well, um, y'all saw it here in action. Obsessive, <laughs> uptight, stubborn, over-earnest. Over-earnest means you're unsure of yourself. 
So wow. I mean, it's, it's funny. I'm right. It's funny. And that was one of the things when I was having this conversation with Callie and we were going through the eight types, it was like, we were literally like, as I was listing off the positives and the negatives, it was like, oh my gosh, like, this is you. This is you. Like, this is definitely you. So it was crazy. And it was like, as we were going through the trades, like we were able to go through a timeline in her life where she was this person at this time and then overcame this in her personality struggle and her characteristic traits. And she became this on the next and the next stint of her life. So yeah, she she's evolved. And these personality traits like are hitting pinpoints at certain ages. And it's like yes. to where she was now. Um, but yes, that's I'm getting ahead of myself here because I don't want there's a few more things I want to touch on before we dive into my theory yeah, that's okay bring it back we still we got to talk about type b positive traits oh you already went over those so which one you're bite b right yep i'm b i am b um we are considered like active optimistic adventurous creative passionate headstrong our negative traits are irresponsible <laughs> <laughs> my, my husband Adrian. You're laughing. Do you relate? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I I am I'm very um impulsive. Uh very impulsive, uh, which you know, again with the adventurous, that's one of my positive traits, but adventurous can be a negative trait too. <laughs> Well, it can lead us down pathways that we're like, whoa, I don't think this one was meant for me. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Um, selfish, we can be selfish. That's one thing that thankfully I was born into a big family where I was the eldest daughter. So I really was able to nip that one in the bud early. Careless, I'm definitely, like I said, with irresponsibility, I am reckless. I'm like, I'm impulsive and it's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and that's really what made me hesitant a lot about coming forth with, with my truth and my understanding. And that's why when the universe was like ping patience is a negative ping Kelly is a, a negative i'm like what like <laughs> okay i believe you now like that's so awesome so cool how we can take signs from the universe sometimes like things can happen to us that seems so like unimportant to like an average person or someone not experiencing it but it's like you just know in your core like this was a message and this is what it meant and it's just like so weird how your intuition can can do that oh definitely definitely if you're open to it and that's one of the biggest points of my theory is you have to be open to the universe and a understanding bigger than yourself absolutely um so i guess the next the next thing here is that i want to touch on real quick is there is endless resources that speak of alien forms integrating with human life i mean just about every cultural throughout the time literature supporting it theories in various forms i mean it's it's out there people you can definitely research it for yourself and go down that rabbit hole it's a massive one strains out through the beginning of time. (laughs) Many researchers, again, they believe that negative bloodlines uh, may very well have evolved from extraterrestrial species or, you know, we are the descendants of Christ. We do know that the shroud that was in Christ's burial tomb, they have tested that DNA and and they now know that that was of an RH negative bloodline. And that's where that theory comes from. Yes, Jesus was RH negative, apparently. Um, So, I mean... That theory seems like the most likely to me. Um, The alien theory is interesting and definitely possible, but I just, I feel with the confirmation of Jesus just kind of like almost confirms that theory. I mean, I mean, you know, where did he get it from? I don't know, but I don't, that's so interesting. You know, what's very interesting is, do you remember that movie, um, 
this is a little side note i think it was called national treasure oh i love that movie is that the movie where she i think i think that's it or it might be another one similar to it where she finds out it's like a, a national treasure hunt for the holy grail and they find out that the woman the woman and the, the main protagonist in the movie finds out that her bloodline was of jesus christ and she's a descendant from christ rh negative I just, that movie, I remember it resonating with me. And this was before I found out I was B negative. With the Bible and for the Christians, I have considered myself Christian. I have worked with various Christian radio stations, various uh, Christian and non-denominational programs, have a, an extensive background in religion. Um, studied, I studied the Bible in college, Old Testament and New Testament. And in the Bible, it does refer to this in the book of Enoch. Uh-huh. In the book of Enoch, it refers to the Nephilims, which translates to fallen, which in the book of Enoch, his interpretation is fallen angels. They fell to yes. heaven. So, and in the book, in the in Genesis, it, it refers to the Nephilim. And in the book of Enoch, it talks about how Noah's son had, his wife had children with the Nephilim and, oh. and, and that bore their children. And the, this actually takes place in Northern Europe, where the biggest concentration of RH negative is found in the world. And in the Bible, during this time where Noah's son, his wife was, because he took on Noah's son's form, and it talks about him, the, the wife being tricked by the Nephilim and them having children, that was notated to have taken place in Northern Europe in the Bible as well. So when we look at the history side of things, and we look at the biblical religious side of things, they do coincide and overlap, which is very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the whole Nephilim, so fascinating to me. And I believe it. I, I mean, not only is there accounts in Bibles, there's accounts in many other religious texts as well. Um, it's almost like a fact to me in my own head that there was some sort of, you know, some people consider it the Anunnaki, you know, it was this planet that got close to Earth, so these aliens jumped over, or, you know, some people believe it was fallen angels um, that God casted down from heaven to, for whatever purpose, that is, you know, speculated for many different theories, um, but it's, you know, even the flood theory is stated to have wiped out these Nephilim because they were products of these fallen angels, you know, having sex with earthly beings. And that was not a good thing for whatever reason. And so here comes the flood to wipe it out because it was a mistake or, you know, you know, who knows the reasons behind it. I have so many different ideas, but regardless, that's what supposedly happened. There are rumors and evidence, archaeological findings that like giants and stuff were still found after the flood. Like there, there would have been survivors. Can't kill everybody. Right. And, you know, so like their blood would obviously be different. And maybe that's where this came from, because if Jesus was, you know, the, or the son of God, he would have this blood. No, if all the angels did. I don't know. <laughs> no, just yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, there I, again, there are infinite possibilities and infinite theories and a lot of them overlap and a lot of them connect. So I guess the point that I want to make with the with that statement is whether you're seeing it through the lens of religion or through science or through history they all coincide 
Yes. <clears throat> and that's that's kind of the main point here is they all coincide. And uh, also, you know, I've heard theories of the Nephilim not so much being physical giants, but spiritual giants as well. You know, and again, they can go inside. Like that's that is what I have learned more than anything in my studies of RH negative blood and RH positive blood is they all coincide and overlap religion, philosophy, history, science, they all tie in together. Yeah. Right, right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. Go ahead. No, it was just, I just like blew my mind you were talking about this because I used to think all the time, like when I first, I'm sure you've heard my podcast you listen to, uh, I used to be a big science buff, only believed in science and such. But I always wondered like, why can't there be science and religion? Like, why do they have to fight against each other? Because the more I started to expand my mind and, and realize things, I was like, you know what, science and religion... I like the same thing. You know, they, yes. the, the answers are all the same. If you just, it's just all through different lenses and all these different religions, they all tell very similar stories just through different geographic lenses because of their experience and their perception of their world. And it all is the same. Yeah. I actually wanted to do this like PowerPoint of pulling out all the stories that all these different religions have that are coinciding. And to me, that's proof that it's true. And it goes in line with the Nephilim story and the bloodlines and, and everything. And I don't know, man. No, and you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And it's it's such a beautiful thing that you are able to see that. Because again, with you, Arch Negative, like you have a higher sense of enlightenment. You have a higher level of consciousness because your, your third eye is open to it. So you can see it where others may struggle. The best way to put, put into terms that I can categorize what you just said, there is this beautiful book and it's called uh, What is God's Name? It's a child's book. It's like a toddler's book. And it's uh, by Sandy Eisenberg Sasso. And it's illustrated by Phoebe Stone. And it's called What is God's Name? And literally the book is about how the name for God doesn't sound the same in every religion. The name, when you say love in English, it doesn't sound the same in Spanish. It doesn't sound the same right. in French. So why would the name for God sound the same? Yes, it's it Yahweh. It's... Allah, it's right. I can't even think of any now. I'm on the spot. Wow. <laughs> but yes, it's that's what, yes, it's totally true. And it's such a simple concept. It's like everyone's fighting over who's right when we're all right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we are all, yes. Thank you. But that's, that's the whole experiment. Yeah. They want us to fight. Yes, thank you. I mean, you're exactly right. Thank you for touching on that and bringing that to the attention because it's a very important concept to my theory that if you want to maybe elaborate a little bit more on that for the listeners. Oh, wow. You put me on the spot. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the Luciferian experiment is just, um, I don't know, the best way I can sum it. The evil was agenda in the world to to be in control and to not let the true purpose that God designed to come to fruition. They're kind of, um, and I, you know, I have mixed feelings on whether they're in opposition to God or working with God, but there is a Luciferian experiment going on to hold us all back or to convince us all that we're not special and that this world is evil instead of good. And that's, that's perfectly summed up. It is perfectly summed up. But I think one of the 
the best songs that ever resonated with me from an early age was the Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil. Why would you have sympathy for the devil? My brother once said if he could put two people in a room and force them to reconcile, it would be Jesus and the devil. And I said, why? He said, because there's no reason for them to continue fighting like this after centuries and centuries. Who holds a grudge that long? Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a bigger purpose behind it. Right. And it's it's because... Life is a test. It really is. Yes. And and it sucks. That bad shit happens, man. Like it does. But like, how would there be good if there wasn't bad? And that's a very good point to my theory. And and again, with you being RH negative and me being RH negative, you know, I sent you that little meme the uh, last week where it was a little alien and looking in the reflection of the human child. And it says, don't try so hard to fit in. After all, you didn't come to stay. Yes. And it just, in that moment between talking to you and talking to Callie and looking at my life throughout these last 30, going on 35 years in May, it just made so much click and so much makes sense. Because if we, if you look at like one thing that we know about with the character trait studies is, you know, they look for patterns of things that keep repeating themselves, right? And one thing with the negative, uh, negative blood type personality traits is we prefer facts over opinions. We are, you know, our biggest devil advocates. Like we want facts. We want concrete. Convince me why I should believe this, right? Yep. Um, you feel separate from others. I've always felt different. I always felt like I didn't belong. And I can't, I have a family of 18 siblings and I still felt like I didn't belong in the world. I always forget that fact about you. That's just crazy. (laughs) I thought my six was a lot. And that is a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. Um, You know, and then you, you know, you always felt like you were the smartest person you knew. And that's That's so funny. I always thought I always thought that, but I felt so egotistical. I'm like, that's so shitty. Like, you don't know. But it's like true. I have always felt that way. (laughs) Yeah, because your third eye is open. So you have a higher level of consciousness that is able to vibrate at a higher frequency and be accepting of knowledge that other people are closed off to. Of course, you felt like the smartest person in the room. Yeah. You struggle to form friendships. Yep. (laughs) Um, that for me, I, yes and no. I mean, I have a friend that I, being a military child and moving around as much as I have, she's been my best friend since the fourth grade and we still talk just about every other day. Um, but then, yeah, I have one friend like that too. Um, but other than that, not really. (laughs) Right. Me either. So yes, I have that one friend, but also when I met her in the fourth grade, there was a group of girls that formed, it was called the we hate Roxana club oh lord yes they met on (laughs) on recess every day to talk about how much they hated me and it was rachel that friend i made in the fourth grade that came and told me about it she's like i have to tell you something i'm like you know i was all excited thinking i was about to get included in something she's like there's this club and i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna be accepted and she's like no no i'm like what and she's like it's it's a club about hating you. And I'm like, huh? Like, I'm the nicest person I know, right? And they got her away with it because it was the principal's daughter. So they totally just swept it on the rug and was like, you know, girls, don't act like that. Be nice. They were nice to me. And it and it continued to be like that for the rest of my life. I uh, I got picked on everywhere I went, even as an adult. In, in work environments, I'd get picked on. School, social gatherings. I just, my energy just vibrates at such a high frequency that it irritates people 
and that's okay. No, yeah, it is. They're loss. <laughs> yep. Uh, you experienced unusual encounters, like you and the fox. Uh, you know, that's just one example offhand. People with Rh negative blood types experience unusual encounters. Yeah, and that's something I've hear I heard many people uh, on podcasts refer to too, as well as how a lot of people with these negative blood types always can account of some strangeness in their lives. Right. Right. You, you, you shared quite a few stories with me. The next one is you experience unusual events. Like when you sent me pictures of those objects in the sky, like what was that? Yeah. And there's been a couple of times that I've seen some shit and yeah. <laughs> right. Have you ever seen anything like unusual? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've definitely seen objects in the sky and not just that, but uh, you know, on a spiritual realm as well. Um, ghost of that nature. I mean, that's uh, unusual. You call it. We're RH negative. The unusual finds us. Even when we're not trying to attract it. It's just like, oh, look, there's one of them. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you experience the emotions of others. So you can tend to be very empathic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Even so much to the point that some people um, have reported that they can actually feel physical pain that others are experiencing and they can feel their emotional pain and they can be, you know, across the United States or across the world and get this feeling that somebody they love is in anguish and call them and sure enough, they just broke their leg or their grandma just died or yeah, wow. you have high levels of intuition, which right there, that kind of ties in with feeling the emotions of others. You know, you're just intuitive and you can just feel things and sense them before they happen or as they're happening. This next one's pretty interesting. It says you have one major phobia. This there's, interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, there's references to this that uh, people with RH negative tend to be, tend to have one major phobia or, you know, several phobias and it's usually linked to how they died in a past life a lot of times i was about to ask that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what do you have a major phobia i i have a few phobias actually okay but what's the top one that tops the list like if you would die the like worst phobia way or i don't know if it has to be death but <laughs> uh suffocation claustrophobia i don't like yeah. to be tiny tight spaces uh so i've already chose to be cremated at the end of my life because being in a little box underground it, it's not for me <laughs> i don't want to drown in my car in a lake that is my biggest phobia like i have feared that for so long and my grandma actually had this crazy dream when i was a kid um and she like told my mom about it and like would literally not let my mom take us to the beach for like years because she had this like vivid dream of us drowning in muddy water oh my God. and then I've I don't know if maybe my fear manifested because of that but my mom didn't tell me about that until like way later in my life and I've had this phobia like forever so I don't know it's super interesting to me maybe my grandma was seeing me in my past life drowned right <laughs> Yeah. And we talked about that. We touched based about how, you know, the concept of reincarnation, a lot of people believe that you reincarnate with the same people throughout your lives. You know, that could have definitely been, been it, you know, yeah. but your major phobias. Yes, I have. And I, and I think I have a lot of them because I've been reincarnated a lot, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, there's two more on the list here. People with RH negative blood struggle with mental illness. Yes. 
we do because we are <laughs> we're the underdogs that get picked on we're outcasts we're just kind of you know nature's unwanted beings and i think that makes us develop mental health issues also, you know, with the depression, with not fitting in, being misunderstood, you know, that's depression. And also because we have heightened sense of intuitiveness and psychic abilities, a lot of people don't understand what those are. So they're labeled as like schizophrenia. Well, we do know that there are such things as clear audience individuals that can hear other supernatural beings on a spiritual realm, but they're yes. totally crazy. But in the Bible, I almost, I almost want to say that I believe that most mental illnesses, I don't mean depression and all that, but like the serious ones where you hear stuff or see stuff that it's real. And I think that the reason that this is on this list is because of all the reasons you said, but it has nothing to do with really being mentally ill. We're just categorized as that because we're not understood by the medical, medical, whatever. <laughs> medical field yeah no yeah <laughs> no you're right you're absolutely right because in the bible when people heard and saw things they were called prophets when's the last time we anybody wrote an article about a prophet in today's society not ever since the christians were burning everybody <laughs> right right well it wasn't the christians you know well, it's a witch, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> a witch. <laughs> the government <laughs> essentially yeah right but the, and that's where I think you know mental illness. It's been labeled mental illness, and people have been suppressed because they. And we'll get to that. There's so much more I want to touch on, and we could just go down these rabbit holes. Trying to stay focused here. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's me. It's me. It's my. It's like no, it's me too. <laughs> um, but the last one here is you are comfortable in isolation. The older I get, the more this is true. Like I work from home. I take only remote positions I even enjoy having my groceries delivered to me like that's how much I'm just like so over being in society because there's just so much negative negative energy and because I vibrate at such a high level my negative energy it irritates a lot of people and like people will be mean to me for no reason it's like I'm just trying to exist <laughs> yeah society is not it's not fun I don't like it either but I think it's because their people are misunderstood because they don't know how to understand themselves. And this is where I'm I hoping, agree. yeah, that's where I really hope that my theory can help heal people. And I hope that people can resonate with this and it helps people in the future. And with that being said, I want to seg segue. With that yes. <laughs> with that, <laughs> I segue into, into my next concept. So we understand the blood. Right, we understand that there's human genetics, and we understand that there's a foreign genetic that scientists just really don't know where it comes from. Yes, uh, and then we understand the you know the characteristics of the blood that there have been generations of studies about blood and personality traits. My point is, if you look at the most common to the most rarest, the most common they have traits that are more of earthly nature and and tethering to earthly possessions and the, the more rare the blood becomes the more spiritual of nature they are and how and they become more detached 
and, and less tattered too. And that was something that's never been pointed out in any of the studies that I, that, that I have came across and read. You won't hear mention of that in, in those articles. That's something that I noticed from my point of view that related to my theory. And I was like, oh my gosh, look, it's right there. <laughs> So with this, I want to, I want to dive in into reincarnation, you know, reincarnation is the religious or philosophical belief that the soul or spirit after biological death begins a new life in a body that many may be human, animal, spiritual, depending on the moral quality of the previous life's actions. And there are countless religions and and references to this throughout time as well people that believe in reincarnation um there's only very few that don't and most of those religions are fairly new compared to the older religions that preceded them there are amounts of research and theories on this and you can definitely people are definitely free to dive into that and and do their own research yeah reincarnation um I def- if you're listening and you haven't dove into that concept at all, I definitely encourage you to look at the evidence that is out there because I'm 80% sure that this is a thing that happens. I mean, there's legit kids out there that will say, hey, this happened in my past life. And the parents will be like, all right, let's go check. And they take the kid to wherever and the kid, they're able to prove that the kid was right. And it's like, how else would you know? How else would they have known other than being reincarnated. I mean, there's other theories to that, you know, like tapping into a universal consciousness or something like that. But yeah, reincarnation goes into a lot of a lot of theories. And I think that it ties into your theory really well. It does. It does. And, you know, and it's one of those things that can be considered taboo in some religions, but most of those religions are fairly new compared to the religions that predate them that do believe in reincarnation. Um, Yeah. And most of those religions are more of a corporate entity than an actual religion, in my opinion, you know, so they probably push it away because of part of the Luciferian experiment, because they don't want us to know how special we are. Yeah, they don't want people to open their third eyes, and they don't want people to evolve to the next level of consciousness. Uh, But we're here, it's the shift is here, it's happening. Um, Welcome to it. In case you didn't know, it started in about 2020, a little bit in 2019, but it's we're in full swing now, people. And uh, just to share a little reincarnation story, one of my best friends from childhood, teenage years, she had a psychic reading done once, and we had we were getting getting back into touch. I've moved around a lot. So it's very, um, it's very, it's an anomaly that I've been able to maintain the friendships I have as much as I've moved around. But she had gotten this psychic reading. I consider her a very close friend, her and her sister both. And she, the psychic told her that we, me, her and her sister were sisters in a previous life during the 17th century in Japan as geishas. And I just, couldn't believe it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I can believe it, but I didn't want to believe it. And but I do believe it. And it's like, that is so crazy. Because a lot of my life, I've really resonated towards the Japan culture. I have this best friend, Jess, we always joked about running away and living in Japan. And and I met Jess way before I ever met Jennifer. Um, in my 20s, I had my room heavily decorated in oriental decor with uh, almond blossom uh, clothes curtains and just orchids and just it was I had like teapots and so it was so strange to me you know after resonating so much with the Japan culture my whole entire life that she's and 
you know, that's not really something she knew about me because I grew up a very nomadic as a teenager. I lived with different friends and, and family and got myself through high school. But so I didn't really have like a home or a house to bring friends home to during the time that we met. And then our, we remained friends after high school and um, we'd meet up in like social gatherings and stuff. But she is a very close friend of mine. And, you know, for her to not to have known that element about me and then been like, yeah, apparently we were sisters in a past life in the 17th century. And it's like, what? I just thought that was a really neat story. Uh, Absolutely. It really, uh, like, it really instilled in me and, like, confirmed that, okay, you're not crazy for thinking reincarnation is real. Yeah, I think that that is almost proof. I mean, like, what are the odds? That piece of something that interests you. And honestly, like, if anyone knew you, like, I knew you, like, you kind of give me that Japanese vibe. Like, I don't know why. (laughs) Like, you don't look Japanese, but you, like, look Japanese. I don't know. I just... (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's the almond shaped eyes. That's Japanese or something at some point when I saw you or something. But I totally resonated with that just knowing you. And I think that that's really cool. Um, Because, like, what are the odds? You could have been from anywhere, you know, and it was Japan. And you're like, okay. And, right. and what are the odds that the one friend you were able to stay connected with throughout all the moving around and everything happened to be someone who you might have shared a past life with? I mean, it only makes sense that you were able to stay connected with your soul is tied to, you know, so that's just double cool. Right. And there's a lot of theories and stories supporting that people that reincarnate usually reincarnate with the same people throughout their lifetimes. Yes. And that's- that makes sense that it makes sense to me it does so i mean of course with the reincarnation it's like okay all right this is a thing so how how is it that we're talking about blood types we're talking about reincarnation you know we're hitting on the bible on science on history on theology so where am i getting at right this long drawn out process and here it is my theory is that your blood type indicates how many times you've been reincarnated back to earth mic drop <laughs> knowledge and record it anywhere in the textbooks or in history or in science or in theology nobody's ever said what if it's this and my innate feeling and my tuition tells me this is what this means so when you look at we know that o is the first blood group known to exist as far back as we can tell the first human that we drew blood from had a o, a o blood type okay i think o is the original being blood type whether you are of homo sapien rhesus descent or you are of celestial descent i think that o is you at the beginning of your life cycle you definitely could have been reincarnated several times as a o blood type but you didn't learn what you need to learn in order to evolve into the next level and then so essentially life is level one yes o is level one as you see in o positive they're more connected with the earth uh with earthly things not the earth with earthly things with businesses with being ceos right social and egos yes not to say that o blood types can't be enlightened because i think in order for you to level up in the next life you have to have that ego death. You have to overcome yourself. Yes. 
And you won't change your blood type when you do this. So if you're an O and you have an ego death, you're still an O until you die and reincarnate again on a different level. So, I mean, it's definitely, we're not saying that if you're these blood types, you're in a box. None of this is in a box. Like the, the branches off of this and the possibilities surrounding this are like endless. Oh yeah. Like everything in life is endless possibilities, you know, it's and everything layers on top of each other. <clears throat> so I feel like oats, you know, you just, you're at the beginning, you haven't learned you're, you know, you're in your beginning steps of life. Not that you're a new energy because you know, the concept that you cannot create energy nor does it ever die it recycles you know does that mean that you're a brand new energy in life uh if you look at the science the science says energy can't be created it just recycles it's up to you what your concept and understanding is could it yeah be it's a little too much to try to explain it's just it's really hard to conceptualize right. all of it but yeah it's simulation we all seem to be in whether that's physical or not Exactly. Now, the next level would be the A's. And then A's, when you look at their blood traits, they, they start separating from earthly values and of like materialistic needs, and they start getting more to the spiritual. And then as you move away from it, B is the as the second rarest group, they have they're like heads in the cloud, they're the dreamers. And then A B, those are the teachers or the shamans. Like this this blood type had originated from Japan and it's I mean since 1916 the study the government has studied this, you know, it's gained popularity in the 80s. We do know that this is how we characterize people based on their blood types. When I look at it, what I saw with my theory was you could see the shift and the characters where you become more tattered to this earth and to material belongings to you've evolved to the highest level of consciousness and the earthly needs no longer hold power over you. Yeah, it makes so much sense when you're looking at it on this perspective. It just makes sense. It's, it's, I, it's, but incidental that of the blood types correlates with the rarity, you know? Yeah. I mean, it really does. You know, and that was something that I recently just, you know, I had, re I was like, oh, because, you know, I, I, being of RH negative nature, show me the facts, not the money. I don't care about money. I'm B negative. I'm an alien. I don't belong here. I'm not worried about your money. Show me the yeah. facts. <laughs> right. And I'm looking here and I'm like, there it is. There's the proof. There is the proof because this study's been out since 1916. And here I am in 2023. And I'm like, look, the questions everybody's been asking, there's the answer. Yeah. And I think that this stuff probably dates back further than we even know because there's so many. I mean, think about all the royalties. You know, everything's always been about bloodlines. I mean, yeah. why? There's something about the blood. And it's not just, oh, because it's our blood and we keep it pure. It's like, no, they they know what blood is good blood and they want yeah. it. And you know what I mean? And they're trying to keep it pure for a reason. That's why there's a lot of incest throughout like royalty families and stuff is because like you can't interbreed or you'll, you'll mess up the bloodline and they're trying to be on whatever level for whatever reason or whatever. I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah. there's something to the blood. I mean, it's just a fact. Well, and we know this, the Royal family is RH negative. Most yep. of our presidents have been RH negative. A lot of our celebrities and influential leaders have been RH negative. And here, and here is the next bit to my theory. RH negative, RH positive. We're, we are equals because here's the thing. 
if you're positive, you are of this world. This is your planet. This is where you belong. It's up to you and your people to make sure you're you're taking care of it. Us RH negative, whether we're from alien descent or we're from the Christ bloodline, either way you want to flip that coin, we were sent here to help you. Yeah, technically we're the outsiders, you know? Yeah, and we are. And, it, and it's interesting. I just want to add there real quick that... You had that reoccurring dream of being able to choose where you were going to go. And there's this huge theory out there. I wish I knew where it came from or what it's called. But there's theory out there that some of us, not everybody, some people get to choose to come to Earth in order to help evolution along, in order to help the other people evolve and go through, whether this is a test a simulation game that someone's playing or whatever it is, some of us purpose is to like help evolve others or have some kind of other purpose here that we chose or signed up to come here and choose. They're just here for whatever reason. And I think that's super interesting when you think of this theory of how we are foreign to earth and you have this dream of choosing to come here. Many other people have near-death experiences um, where they recall like this vision of choosing their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's like a common thing. It all kind of ties together and makes you really wonder what's what's going on here. <laughs> You're exactly right. And, and thank you for, for elaborating on that because that was my next point that I was about to lead into is the more times that you are reincarnated, the more control you have over manifestation of your destiny. So, and why is that? Because you evolved, you learned what you're supposed to learn in the previous life. So in your next life, you get to have a little bit more choice, like creating your avatar, you know, like it's right. simple. Yeah. Like in my dream as a child where they're like, well, where do you want to go in your next life? I'm like, eh, I want to be poor. I want it to be more challenging, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this last life was like boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't challenging. Yeah. Yeah, but and here, so, you know, tattering back into that, like, if you, people that know me in my life uh, know that, you know, I came up with struggle. It didn't start that way. I I came up, it was comfortable. You know, I had a dad that was very much keeping up with the Joneses. We lived in big houses. We had nice cars. We wore nice clothes. We played sports, was in extracurricular activities, and then boom, divorce, and it all crumbled. And it was like welfare, Section 8, homelessness. I mean, it was hard. So it's really, I've lived on both, both sides of the spectrum, you know, in this one life. And uh, I got to choose at the beginning of my life. And oddly enough, I keep attracting a lot of great opportunities in my life. I've worked at one of the biggest corporations in America. I worked for a man that passed bills in Congress. So I, it's strange how close I have always gotten to greatness um, and been like right there with, with people that are doing incredible things for our world in various ways. And at the same time, you know, I always joke around and say I'm orphan Annie. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you I'm an orphan after you meet my family. But <laughs> the thing is, you control your destiny. Overall, the whole point to this is when you're able to get out of your own way and you're able to open your third eye and open your understanding to the infinite possibilities of the universe and to the spirit guides or to a, the higher uh, purpose in life, you can evolve. 
And I think that I think that uh, people that are of human genetics that are the RH positive, you can only reincarnate on this planet. But I think people that are of RH negative, you can reincarnate to other planets and to other dimensions. You have way more control and way more de- options and destinations to choose from. Yeah, that's very interesting. And it makes a lot of sense. There are accounts of people recalling past lives in other dimensions or in other planets. And it makes you, you know, if all these stories are true and all these ideas, reincarnation, all of it is true. Let's just pretend for a minute it's all true. Then it only makes sense that there would be some kind of um, identifier depending on like what tier you're at, right? Let's just pretend this is a simulation. Whether it's, um, you know, everyone, there's a lot of people that believe that this is a simulation type world, you know, with all the, with the DNA being like codes and, and just all this different evidence. But so let's just pretend simulation, whether it's God simulation, computer simulation, whatever, it makes sense that there would be an identifier on well, somehow to identify what level they're on, what permissions they have, you know, do they have VIP access or, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. And it just makes sense that it would be in our blood. Well, exactly right. There would be some type of player tag, like here, here's your level. This is where you're at. And it's our blood. It has to be. (laughs) Right. You know, and that's, uh, and, you know, and here's another thing that I've kind of been wrestling with is um, everyone's like, okay, so we, we know there's aliens, right? The government has said there's aliens. There's UFO sightings. There's this, there's that. Where are the aliens? Why aren't we seeing the aliens on Earth? Well, if I'm RH negative and you're RH negative and scientists agree that we're of alien genetics, maybe aliens aren't a physical form like human beings are on earth maybe we come down here on a i guess a spiritual existence an energetic like we are a ball of energy we are the you know we are the the spirit form of energy and we come down and we inhabit it a human form in birth yeah i mean that i'm essentially that's how it would work yeah and then we go and then we're just like deposited into a fetus somewhere yeah hello i mean that's what they say you know consciousness is anyways that's kind of how it happens so i mean yeah it makes sense and yeah so you know where are the aliens amongst the people and that's what the government's been hiding and people say aliens have been here all along walking among us there's so much out there (laughs) yes we just didn't realize we were aliens they didn't want us to know they're like we can't let these aliens tell us that we need to reconnect with the earth that we need to keep care about our nature that we need to stop consuming that we need to let money uh, that is a physical concept rule our lives like no (laughs) hi we've been here all along they they just gaslighted us too yeah it makes me wonder if the the luciferian experiment is going on you know we all know it is whether you know depending on how you see the same thing everyone believes in some sense of another is that there's evil in the world you know the the devil is fighting against god you know there's this spiritual war always going on and it's very possible that at one point earth was earth and it was all rhesus positive people and then um you know god or however had to send in you know covert agents to come in and to try to the planet and to keep it pure and to keep you know that message going 
to fight against the Luciferian experiment. And that could be where the negative blood comes from too. I mean, that's a really crazy twist on it, but yeah, no, I mean, I just, I I have to throw out all the possibilities. (laughs) No, no, and I appreciate that because again, as we, as we've spoken throughout this podcast is one thing that we can both agree on is the fact that history, science, the, you know, theology, spirituality, religion, it all kind of overlaps and coincides and that's quantum science people. Like we know quantum science is a thing and it states that there are infinite possibilities, realities, dimensions, you know, so no matter, you know, if you're left brain, right brain, most people can agree science is science and that's the facts. Yeah. And quantum physics, the present doesn't even exist. Time isn't even real. It gets crazy in the quantum physics and that's science. And the people that just think that we're talking about like crazy woo woo stuff. It's like, no, man, this is science. This is, (laughs) this is real. Right. And I mean, and it makes sense. Like, you know, people that are big into matrix, like, you know, which pill are you going to take? I think, you know, the whole theory that we, here's the thing. So we talk about the Illuminati and we talk about the one percenters and, you know, how they have these hidden knowledge that the rest of us aren't hit to, that we're not allowed to have the insight on. And it's like, why? Why is that? And I, you know, I feel like if people understood that where you start off in life in your genetics with your blood type, this is where you're at but that's not where you have to stay. They want to keep that 50%, almost 50% of the world is of, of O genetics. Okay. Those old genetics, you know, you look at the traits, they're very materialistic. They're of this world. Nothing yeah. wrong with not, nothing wrong. Those are the, those are the businessmen and the CEOs that have led our technology that have given us incredible medical advances. You know, women with RH negative blood can now have babies with, with RH positive blood due to Rogam shots. Those are great people. And like I said, they could have definitely reincarnated several times over and over again. They just haven't reincarnated to the next level of consciousness. There's something that they're not learning where they can evolve to the next level right yes Uh, and i i think every level is important and like the overall every level is important like this world wouldn't function without every level you know what i'm saying important for different reasons and i think there will always be people in these cycles that's the whole point of this world i think yeah yeah i mean definitely so i mean again like you look at the ab and they're they're spiritualists they're teachers they're shamans and they're the rarest blood type in the world like what you know yeah that's not a coincidence (laughs) right right they're you know and i i really honestly think i i really honestly think if people realize how important it is to focus on yourself in this life not to be self not to be selfish but to focus on yourself you are your biggest project you will ever work on yes and you're your best advocate that you'll ever have what do you want your life to look like you can literally create any life you want for yourself with nothing i have started my life out so many times from scratch with not a dollar in my pocket not not a pot to piss in, as they'd say, and have come back every time stronger and stronger. And it's like, and stronger to me does not mean money. And from the time I was a five-year-old little girl, it did not mean money. Is money helpful? Yeah, because 
this planet has like initiated like yeah this is what we're going to give all our time and attention to like yeah it's great it's fun you know who doesn't like to go and eat whatever not have to worry about what they're pulling off shelves but at the same time i have found my treasures in life to be with the connections i've made with people to be with the connections that i've made with myself to be i want to leave the planet in a better place than what i left it i love that and i just want to reiterate that your theory here is that based on our blood type can determine where we are on the level of the game of life and you want to spread awareness to this idea because you want to encourage people to recognize where they may be so that you can help them advance to the next level because you know that you think that if people are aware of themselves and I mean this is key to life anyways is knowing yourself knowing Mm -hmm. your strengths knowing your weaknesses you know knowing your dark side your shadow and incorporating it not rejecting it but accepting it as part of you and you know just I think that that just goes into the ego death and just everything that makes sense and I just wanted to um, reiterate what your point here was with the theory so that no one missed it was I right with that Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. My theory is that based on your blood type, it tells you where you're at in the, in your evolutionary chart of yourself. You know, are you in the beginning stages of life with, with a closed off third eye and a, and a very limited acceptance of the universe or are you a master shaman? Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I think it's such a cool idea and I think that it holds value. I mean, it just makes sense. And I think that it definitely can't do no harm, you know, even if it's disproved some way or another in the future that there's nothing wrong with telling people, Hey, you should always try to be a better version of yourself. You should always try to understand yourself and, you know, manifest what you want in this life. This is your life. You need to figure yourself out so that you can live it the best way possible and, in my opinion, be able to live an even better life the next round or advance to the next thing, whatever that is. Right. Or even if it's, you know, your heaven. My theory is just based off of an innate feeling inside myself when I look at all these different things that I've studied over the years, like the blood types, like reincarnation, like the different religions. This is what made sense to me. And this is what, when I presented it to you and I presented it to Callie, both of you guys are like, oh my gosh, I could actually resonate with that on, on some level. And then it lets you guys both discovering that you both are a negative and that you guys were both part of 6% of the population in the United States and even less than that on a global level. It's just the way things have fallen together and the way things that have pieced together, it's like, oh, wow, I feel like this is a theory that the world deserves to hear because nobody's ever put it out there before. Nobody's ever said like, oh my gosh, your blood type means this is your level of existence. This is where you're at when it comes to your understanding and concept of life. Like you said, like you're what player status you're at in the game of life. That's so cool. And I hope that you're able to have even more conversations like this with people that you know even more than I do about this subject in the future, because I think that this is a big piece of the puzzle somehow. I think that people like you that have these like revelations through their own like experience 
driven theories because I'm the same way. I've, I've heard so much stuff. I've experienced so much stuff that I've drawn my own conclusion with my intuition about what is real in the world. And I mean, I think it's guided me right for the most part. And there's been a lot of times where I've concluded something and then later someone will say something that just is like, yes, that's a piece of the puzzle. That's a piece of this puzzle I've been putting together and it makes sense. And that's what your theory did to me um, for me is because I'm just like, yes, this has to be parts of this has to be true. It just has to be. I really think so too, or it wouldn't have lined up the way it did with you and Callie both being like, what are the odds? I mean, you guys could have been, I almost 50% of the world's population is, oh, whether it's negative or positive. It was way more likely that you both would have had O blood type but you guys both were A negative. That's the third rarest blood type in the world. I mean, that is just an insane coincidence that, I mean, I wouldn't even consider it a coincidence. It's a synchronicity. It, it, it's a message. Mm-hmm. And we know that we are evolving and we're in a time of enlightenment and that people, you know, they're starting to wake up more. And I think this is why it's being presented during this time and this age at, at this moment in life, because before people weren't open and accepting of it, where now there are more people than ever that would be. And it's, yes, it's, more yes. people can talk about this kind of stuff. More people are talking about it and it's going to be huge for yes. the evolution of consciousness. Yeah. And don't, you know, and here's the thing, whether you're positive or negative, we are, we are equally valuable. We all parts to play in life and we all have something to bring to the table now unfortunately for our H negative people because we are of a celestial bloodline we don't fit in because we're not from here but we want to help you guys and we want to help make the planet a better place and there's plenty of you guys that want to make this planet a better place too you know, there's plenty of people with positive blood types that are like pro-earth and pro-mother nature and pro, you know, higher levels of consciousness and they have their third eyes open and they're ready to make this place a better planet. Yeah, and- nobody can fit in a box with this. No, not at all. Not at all. This is just saying, okay, this is where we're at. And this is because one thing that we do know that we can't agree on is people learn their most valuable lessons through struggle. Yes. And we both can agree that there are some people, they're just walking through life with blinders on. They have, they're not open to any possibilities past their own level of perception. You know, there are some people that you, you you just wonder, like, it's like common sense missed them. And then there's some (laughs) people who are like highly intelligent, but they don't have, you know, the street smarts versus the book smarts, you know, both both people have something that to add value you know both of those are valuable skill sets they really are so it's it's like how do we get here and why is it that certain people can only understand things to a certain level when other people that you know their their minds are literally it's like what fell down the rabbit hole you know with the quantum science you know rick and morty fans out there can definitely relate to this the realms of endless possibilities there's so much throughout history and time that correlates with this theory that overlaps with this theory so it's, but it's up to you, you know, it's here. I, all I did is took the opportunity patients gave me today to present my truth to you guys. And I wanted to do it with supporting evidence and articles and theories. 
And that's what I did. And I really appreciate the opportunity to do so. And what you do with it is definitely up to you. Yeah, I love the message that you're sending. Aside from just presenting your, you know, your theory, you're trying to send a positive message out that I think a lot of people need. And it's just, you need to open your mind (laughs) and go within yourself. That's where Mm -hmm. I found that to be true personally. I think you can relate. Um, The answers are in within. God is within, you know, the universe is within. It's sounds corny, but it's true. And you need to figure yourself out so that you can advance to your next level, whether it's the next level consciously, or it's just the next chapter in your life, or however you look at it. Improvements always need to be made. And I think that this theory is super solid. And I think that it has, we couldn't even get into it. I mean, we'd have to talk for like 16 hours to like really (laughs) break it down. Nitty gritty. Like if we wanted to present something to an academic team or it would take hours and hours to go into all the evidence supporting this theory. But I promise that it's out there and that it just really makes a lot of sense to how this world might be designed. And I'm curious how the brain waves of different blood types might be analyzed and to see if, you know, because they say we don't utilize our entire brain. Some of us use a little more, some use a little less. You know, there's always these frequencies that are measured with like psychopaths. Like everybody has this like certain percentage of these certain brain functions that is like psychopathic, but it's only when it gets to a certain percentage that you're considered psychopathic and have psychopathic tendencies like there's a lot of cool stuff with the brain and the frequencies and stuff you put out and I'm just curious how the different blood types might have different frequencies I think that's a way to scientifically look into it if we were scientists and we could launch a massive study that's the angle I would go at it like how can we prove how these different blood types function biologically and how can we tie that into everything else we know about consciousness. And I don't know, my mind's blown. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, exactly. And I think if anything, this theory is definitely going to launch a lot of different conversations. And a lot of these may be conversations that are already being had behind closed doors. Like oh, one I'm sure that, that was it Jimmy Jones on that podcast. I never realized this until that podcast that Hitler wasn't just targeting Jews. And we know it wasn't just Jews. It was people of any ethnicity, but they, he was particularly targeting the RH negative factor. Yes. And there's a lot of theories out there about Jews being Jesuits and having um, a part in like the global elitism, you know, whether you call it the Illuminati or, or whatnot. Um, It's interesting that um, Jews are seen as and when I speak of Jews I don't mean you know just like the religion I'm talking about I'm sure people understand I'm not trying to be offensive but I'm just saying subjectively that's the theories out there is that there's a lot of Jesuits that are in higher power because they have like this esoteric knowledge and it's interesting to me that Hitler was possibly targeting the RH negative gene pool and that had to do with Jews and Jews are very powerful in today's world Um, According to some people, that just kind of puts some puzzle pieces together for me. It's just, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. And, 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 and when you look at it, you know, the second word that is said most in the Bible after God is blood. Yes. Every religion, it's blood, you know, like when. And Jesus turned wine into blood or blood into wine. Sorry. (laughs) What's up with that? Yeah, because he added the negative 
blood type to our gene pool? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, but no matter what, when you when you go out into the world, people, and you go into the Google search hole or, you know, the Safari, wherever <laughs> got to get your resources good old library you know it can't beat a good book all of these different theories throughout time very much coincide and very much relate back to this theory it really does the research that i've done and that's why i was able to pull articles from from scientific findings about the percentages of blood types back to the study the psychological study of the blood types that in japan since 1916 that was then a adopted by the military so the military yeah, because it was true because it worked i mean why else right and then you tied in like with reincarnation like you know if you've been reincarnated there has to be levels to that we we talk about people being old souls and well that's a new soul and well what does that mean you know what does it mean being an old soul and how do you know yeah. Well, and how old of a soul are you? And how do people just pick that up about you? Right. It's a it's, vibe. It's a frequency you vibrate at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's in it. your blood. Your blood is like, okay, here you are. You know, you're you're a new soul in a, in a strange world. And I really think, um, I really think of anything, rather people coincide. This is my truth. This is my understanding of the universe and that I born in with. You know, from the time I was I was little dreaming about picking where I was going to come on this planet to to the struggles that I've faced and the adversity and the manifestations and discovering that I am of the B negative bloodline, which is the second rarest in the world. And this is we, we didn't even get into RH and all. That's completely something different on itself. And I have my theory to that as well that ties into this. I'm hoping to eventually write a book about this with my, it's just it's a lot of uh, compiling evidence and supporting articles and things like that, because there is so much that can be related and tied back to this. Yeah, this. it's such a deep rabbit hole. I mean, that book could be 7000 pages long if you wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> but that just proves that there's so much out there that uh, supports your theory. I encourage you to write the book. I mean, I'll help in any way I can because I think that it would be cool. And I mean, that's how a lot of these um, esoteric theories out there have came to fruition is because someone writes a book. A couple years later, some evidence is found and it just like booms. And next thing you know, you're right all home. Well, in this case, in our generation, it started with a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you heard it first here on Deep Perception Podcast. That's our blood types show us what level we are in the game of life. <laughs> right. Right. And thank you so much for having me on as a guest speaker and to present this truth to the world, you know, whether they're receptive of it or not, it's up to them. I think the RH negative people out there will resonate with it. At the very <laughs> least, you're going to get people thinking they're going to first want to know what their blood type is. And then they're going to really be looking into this because it's such an interesting theory. I definitely want to have you on again because I think we could even go into deeper rabbit holes on some of these topics just to expand the knowledge even more and give people a better understanding as to how you came to this conclusion with all the details 
plus I know you have so much other cool stuff to talk about um, with your ex- experiences and such. But yeah, I really enjoy talking with you. I just really appreciate you being so receptive of this. And, and I do think it's going to get a lot of people talking. And the blood tests are available. You can buy at-home blood test kit on Amazon. You can get two for the price of like 15 bucks. And it, you just, you order it, it shows up at your house. You do it in home and you do a blood swab, like you prick your finger and you swab it on the, on the uh, dots. And then it tells you what blood type you are, whether you're negative or positive, A, B, O, or A, B. That is so cool. I didn't know that. I'm about to do that to like everybody. I'm about to carry them around in my bag and be like, Hey, can I check your blood? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. No, I mean, there's, there's so many people in my life that are like either super spiritual and that I think would be higher on, you know, the rarity scale. And I'm just curious if it plays out the way it is. It's just, it's cool. And when we talk about like, cause I have a sister that has O negative blood and I have B negative. Well, B is more rare than O negative. And she like, she's into like the witchy good vibe filling things like that. And then I'm like, well, we're aliens and we're, <laughs> you know, we are of celestial descent and we're sitting here on earth to help make it a better place. But we had to awaken ourselves to it. And that's the biggest thing that has been the biggest struggle throughout time is we have not been able to awaken ourselves. We're in the matrix and we have been gaslighted and we, until this awakening have never possessed the ability prior to, to snap out of this simulation and and really focus on what we're here to do. Um, Throughout time, there have been people that have definitely made a big impact on the planet and moving things to the greater good, but it, they haven't ever been able to reach their full potentials. Unless you're a monk. I mean, obviously monks, they're, you know, the OGs would be surprised that the majority of them are AB, RH null. Yeah, I would be uh, interested to see those statistics. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Um, I actually Googled what blood type Jesus was exactly. I know he was negative, but I think it, I mean, some reference said he was AB negative, which would make sense. It's really interesting. And I think that we should do another one of these and compile some even more evidence. Just keep talking about it because I think that um, people are going to want to keep hearing about it. I think that you should definitely get into contact with some other podcasts and see about presenting your theory to other people as well to get it out there even more. And I think that this is a piece of the puzzle and you're going to get connected with people hopefully like-minded that can add to your theory help put the puzzle together even further right because it's just one piece i'm just one piece of the puzzle presenting my truth i mean i definitely like to touch more on the nephilim uh the funny fact i am a gemini um, which is the dual pluralities and the gemini the nephilim were you know the most simplest term they they possess like both grace and masama uh, which is born of both heaven and hell and their nature is both angelic and demonic and yet they are but they're neither of the two that is exactly what a nephilim is described and and defined as and and i'm a gemini so gemini is again when you look at the zodiac of gemini is we are the <laughs> polarity yes we are the we gemini's are the polarity of the opposite ends we are both so am i a nephilim maybe probably <laughs> i mean my my blood type says yes my zodiac i think, says yes. I think so 
I think that negative, um, let's just take out all the spiritual like aspects of all of this. At the very least, I do think that the story of the the Nephilim is tied into this blood type and that it would make sense. And that I think that at the very least, we are foreign blood. We have foreign blood, blood that was not meant to be on earth or however you see that. Ties back to Jesus Christ. I didn't yeah. know that Jesus Christ was AB. That's the first time I've ever heard that. I never thought to research it. I knew that he had an RH negative blood type, but it doesn't surprise me that it would be AB because it is the rarest. I mean, he might even be been AB null. So it's it's that's interesting. That was a new tidbit. You learn it something every day, and that's with me presenting my theory. I didn't even think to <laughs> Google what was Jesus's blood type. I just knew that it was negative. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, and who knows? I mean, there's so many different opinions out there and stuff, but that was the first, and it seems to be the most common thing popping up um, is that it's AB and it makes sense because that's the, you know, the profit trait and it, it just, it makes a lot of sense with all those traits and, you know, and, and traits aren't to keep you in a box because they can be so much more than that, but it's just, it's very interesting. It all makes sense. And I, I think we'll have another podcast very soon and we'll continue this conversation because I think we could go on and on. And as we talk, realize even more pieces of the puzzle <laughs> as we Google more. Right, right. And it's, it's, that's the craziest part of, of this whole situation um and are coming together through a totem animal that's been tethered to me since a little girl is in the realization of you having the same blood type and me having the same blood blood type as we talk and we conversate more and more evidence is like falling into our laps to support this and it's like wow that's mind-blowing <laughs> so cool well thank you again thank you all for listening and i hope that you enjoyed it and if you did please give it a share like or comment sharing is a great way to help the show grow if you have experiences or ideas you'd like to share, shoot me an email at deepperceptionpodcast at gmail.com. You can come on the pod and share, or you can also message me on Instagram at deepperceptionpodcast. I would love to have more conversations like these. Thank you again. Together, we can utilize conversation as our way to navigate through these mysteries and get closer to the truth of who we are. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, the deeper you perceive, the less you'll be deceived.